The world, it seems, is obsessed with happiness. Countries are ranked by it. And New Zealand even ditched GDP as an indicator of how well we're doing in favour of measuring happiness and well-being. But a little anger might go a long way towards helping us achieve certain goals, according to a new study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. Dr Heather Lynch is the director of the Emotion Science Lab. That's the Emotion Science Lab at Texas A&M University and the leader of the study. And turns out there is an upside to anger. And Dr. Heather Lynch joins me now. Hi. Good evening. How are you? Good to talk to you. I'm great. Thank you. Can you explain what the Emotion Science Lab is and why the world needs it? Sure. So we are a group of scholars that study emotional processes pretty broadly defined. So we study what are called effective reactions. So why we like or dislike different things in our environment to specific emotions like anger or boredom. Um, and uh, from my perspective, the world needs it because emotions really are foundational to everything that people think and do. Yes, we talk about the value of having emotional intelligence as well as logic and reasoning. Do you think attitudes are changing about the importance of understanding why we feel what we feel? I think so. Um, so for a long time, there was a belief that, uh, you know, if we just uh, are constantly happy, that that's an ideal life. Uh, and then for a while, there was this belief that if you just change the way that you're thinking about the world, then you'll be constantly happy. Um, and I think at this point, we're reaching a more balanced view of life where we recognize that a mix of emotions, which includes positive emotions and negative emotions like sadness or anger, is actually the most satisfying life. And that even the emotions that might feel bad or the experiences that might feel bad are often uh, useful for us. Yeah, Darwin famously wrote that we only have six emotions, happiness, sadness, anger, fear, disgust, and surprise. So presumably our understanding of human emotions has evolved since then. <laughs> yes, I think it has. Um, although we continue to use uh, you know, natural selection and evolutionary theories in a lot of uh, emotion work. Yeah, but, but you studied the gambit of emotions, including ideas like optimism or boredom. Um, you look at the benefits of smiling and of feeling a sense of awe and wonder. But why did you and your fellow researchers decide to hone in on the power of anger? So we chose anger for a couple of reasons. Um, one is that there's a pretty well-established literature uh, within psychology and some in economics on the idea that anger should be useful in situations that include obstacles to our goals. And there's existing correlational evidence that it appears to be useful. Um, and so our studies took it the next step to look at, uh, to use an experimental design and look if anger could, could actually be beneficial. And then the other reason that we chose it is that anger is an emotion that's often considered negative and people want to avoid feeling it. Um, and so that that is part of the reason that we chose it. If anger isn't always negative, is it true that positivity isn't always positive? Is, is, is the concept of toxic positivity real? Yeah, so from, from emotion theories um, about the functions of emotion, Negative emotions serve as signals that something is happening that's not good for us, that's not conducive to our goals in the environment. And that's really important information. You don't want to just gloss over that. And yeah. um, so as an example, if there's an issue in your relationship with your partner, um, you don't want to, to just focus on the positive all the time because there, there might be <laughs> those negative emotions are a signal that there's something potentially wrong um, that 
you probably need to work on to build a stronger relationship over time. That makes sense in everyday life, but how on earth do you study it? How, how did you design your experiments to study anger in your students? Yeah, so we had uh, several different studies. Uh, some of the studies used an experimental design. And so we brought people into the lab and we randomly assigned them to different emotion conditions. So some people were assigned to be angry, some were assigned to be neutral, some other emotions. Um, and then we gave them, so we, we elicited the emotion um, using sometimes images, sometimes a frustrating computer task. Um, and then we put them in a different situation that included a goal and an obstacle or a challenge to that goal. Um, and we measured their performance in that second situation. And the situations that we put them in varied quite a bit. So we had some that were word puzzles. We had some uh, that were um, political petitions. Uh, we had some that were uh, a video game that involved skiing and having to avoid obstacles in the game. And what did you find? So we did find that anger improved performance in the sense that it helped people attain their goals when there was a challenge or an obstacle. Um, it did not improve performance when the situation was easy. And um, so it seemed to be specific. The benefits of anger seemed to be specific to situations that involve challenges. And you mentioned the video game, the skiing video game um, where they had to dodge flags. People can probably visualize that. How did they do at that one? What did you find there? And so the people that were angry uh, did better. They scored better on the task, um, which means that they made it down the fastest while avoiding the most poles in the game. Um, so they were skiing around poles as part of it. Um, they also played an easy jump game, uh, jump ski game that just involved, um, you know, bending and jumping. Uh, and their anger did not improve performance. Were you surprised when anger did improve performance? Um. I, I was a little, I was surprised. So the theory is very clear that it should improve performance. Um, but I, I was surprised with the Wii because we used a Nintendo Wii balance board, um, which uh, it's hard to, it's hard to, to implement in a, in a lab design. Um, and so I, I was pleased that it worked with that type of study. So why does it work? Why does anger improve your performance at things that are unrelated to the source of the anger? From our studies, we don't know, um, but we have hints from other studies, and I think that's an interesting next question. Um, so we do know that anger comes with changes in cognition, right? So it comes with more narrow focus on the problem. Um, it comes with more heuristic or global thinking. We know that it causes changes in behavior so that people are prepared to approach or go towards um, if it, environmental stimuli. And we also know that it comes with increased physiological arousal. And so uh, all of these different responses with anger probably help performance in the different studies in different ways. Um, but I think that's an interesting next, next study. Yeah, how interesting. Yeah. We hear about coaches reading negative headlines or even sometimes making up things that the other team has said before sending their own team out onto the field. Does that align with your theory of anger? Can you see why they might think that would help their team? It does. And there's there are some studies that show that as well. And um, so if people think that they're going into a confrontation where they might have to call a landlord and make an argument, for example, they'll choose to listen to music that will make them angry um, compared to other music, because intuitively people seem to understand that anger can help kind of pump them up, right, motivate them um, for those confrontations. 
there's a famous animator, Brad Bird, the guy behind The Incredibles, who apparently sought out frustrated animators rather than happy ones to work with him at Pixar. Can you see the value in that? I guess as long as it's not a chronic state, um, it could be helpful. Yeah, maybe not so good for office relationships, huh? Probably not, and probably not good for people's health either, to be constantly frustrated. Okay. I'm talking to Dr. Heather Lynch, Director of the Emotion Science Lab at Texas A&M University, about her new findings that anger can help us achieve certain goals. Probably a good time, Heather, to point out there is good anger and bad anger. Yes, I I think it's important to remember, too, that um, it really matters what your goals are, right? So if you're in an argument with your partner and you have a goal to improve your relationship, anger could motivate you to express your needs and reach a compromise with your partner. But if you're in an argument with your partner and your goal is to prove yourself right, anger could lead you to belittle your partner or insult them um, and maybe even become aggressive with your partner, right? So it's not that anger is always beneficial or always good. Um, It really matters what your goals are. And it also matters how angry you are. Here's an extra little one related, but, but not the same. Can anger make you more likely to cheat? So we did, um, we had a study where the goal that we set up was to uh, attain prizes. And we created a scenario where our participants had a chance to cheat um, to get more of those prizes. And we did find in the studies that anger increased cheating, um, although amusement also increased cheating in that study. Part of the same theory, you think? More focus, more um, willingness to do whatever it takes? It's possibly the heuristic. So we didn't test mechanisms again, but just you know, thinking about it, it's possibly the broader heuristic thinking that comes with anger and amusement. And that might make it more people more open right, to the possibility of cheating. Um, we can't talk about anger in 2023 without talking about politics. And your paper starts with a quote from American black activist Malcolm X. He says, usually when people are sad, they don't do anything. They just cry over their condition, but when they get angry, they bring about change. Let's have a look at the U.S. elections, 2016 and 2020. Was anger a motivation for voting? It was. So we did look at people's anger if the other candidate that they were not supporting, so if the opposing candidate won the election, and people's anger at the opposing candidate did predict voting behavior. Uh, So people were more likely to go out and vote and they uh, anticipated anger. That's a bit of a worry, eh? Because um, campaign strategists will be taking note of that and already thinking about how to make people as angry as possible in the next election. Yes, I suspect that they already pay attention to the emotions that they're evoking yeah. in the, the populace, yeah. Actually, in a previous study of yours, you found people's memories tend to exaggerate their anger about political events. What's going on there? Um, So we do tend to remember past events in ways that are consistent with our current appraisals. Um, So if you uh, are angrier now, if you're perceiving more of a situation as challenging or an obstacle now, you will misremember yourself as having been angry in the past. I wonder if that might be uh, a key to unlocking the the source of political polarisation. People not only feel angry, but they get angrier over time. It's entirely possible that that's part of why we're escalating. Um, And it is possible. And again, I don't have any evidence of this directly, um, but it is possible that political campaigns are are intentionally playing on people's emotions. 
And speaking of anger and politics, do you notice any difference between liberals and conservatives over the importance of emotions and how emotions play out in their thought process? Sure. So a, a graduate student um, that I collaborated with at, at University of California, Irvine, um, did a study on the value that different political groups in the United States place on emotions. Um, and uh, she did find that uh, Democrats tend to see, which Democrats that are more uh, liberal leaning, um, tend to see emotions as more useful and more functional, um, whereas Republican or more conservative leaning uh, people tend to see emotions as irrational or not useful. Right, that might be where the phrase bleeding heart liberal comes from. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, this is probably outside of your study, but it's, you tend to find that liberal participants reported less emotional well-being. Yes, and that's been found in a couple of different studies, actually, that um, liberal or more Democrat in the United States um, tend to be less happy and less satisfied overall um, compared to Republican or conservative-leaning voters. Are we good at using our emotions to make decisions? Are we good at using them in a useful way? Yeah, I think that gets back to the emotional intelligence that you brought up earlier. I think that there's probably variability in how effectively people use their emotions. Um, and really, the uh, probably the key to using emotions effectively is to recognize that there's signals that something important is happening. Um, and that you should stop and pay attention to what's causing that emotion um, so that you can respond effectively. Um, because just responding intuitively or instinctively um, can lead to, to negative outcomes. You counsel us to remember your overall goal when anger surfaces. Yes, I think that's important. And to make sure that the goal is uh, a goal that you actually value. <laughs> right. Tell me more about that. Well, so, you know, do you when you're in an argument with your spouse, do you actually want to strengthen your relationship with your spouse or do you actually want to prove them wrong? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's important sometimes to question what goal, what goal we're pursuing. Okay. We're getting too close to the bone here, Heather. We better wrap things up. (laughs) (laughs) My wife, my wife will be listening saying, yeah, exactly. Uh, Dr. Heather Leach, (laughs) director of the emotion science lab at Texas A and M university and leader of a new study in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology showing that a little anger can go a long way. Thanks for your time today and thanks for the valuable work you're doing in this area. Of course. Thank you so much.